Mr. Woods, I just have, I just, I just ask you for one thing, man. One Talk thing. Just please beat Green Bay. Please, please. <laughs> That's all we ask for on this show. That's it. Welcome back, Bears fans. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast. First one of the new season. First one of the off season. And we are diving into a topic that has been a lot of, it has been in the news cycle. It's been very controversial. Um, obviously, there's no news or anything with the Bears to report. There hasn't been a new DC hired. Um, Allen Robinson hasn't been re-signed. Cordell Patterson has not been re-signed. So it's nothing like that. No news to break for you guys, unfortunately. But we're going to talk about something that's a little less uh, factual, a little less structured. And we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson today. Because we, the three of us, myself, Kevin, and Chris, who are here, of course, um, we were talking about Deshaun Watson and the hypothetical trades and what it would take and what could possibly happen with that. So we said, screw it. Let's just make an episode out of it. Um, So here we are to talk about Deshaun Watson today because he has still not been traded from the Houston Texans. And more and more reports keep coming out that he's not answering calls. He's not answering texts. He has essentially cut off communication between himself and the Houston Texans organization who are now doing damage control, trying to, they're interviewing Eric Benemy from uh, <laughs> Kansas city who, you know, Deshaun Watson wanted in the first place. And, uh, you know, they're doing some stuff and they're, they're trying to do damage control, but it appears that a Deshaun Watson trade is imminent. And of course, Obviously, this creates an opportunity for the Bears to right the mistake that they made in 2017. But I'm going to welcome in Kevin and Chris now so we could talk about it some more. But this is the weirdest situation we've seen in the NFL in a long time, boys. It's it's really weird. But at the same time, I mean, we're, what, a week removed from – I know this is a different league, but we're a week removed from one of the best players in the NBA getting traded to a different team. Like, these things are happening now more often than ever. And, yes, what I meant – the example I made was in the NBA, and trades do happen – you know, blockbuster trades like that do happen more in the NBA, but it seems to be, uh, I think it was Randy Moss who said, this is no longer a shut up and play league. Like this isn't a situation now where Sean Watson is just going to deal with the situation and play there for the rest of his career just so he can be a good guy. Like, no, that, I mean, that era of that decision by players is over. That's done. They want to play where they want to play. They want to play at a, a place that adores them and in a front office that's, you know, competent. Uh, and then maybe Chicago isn't the best place. If we're talking about front offices that are competent. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, it, it is <laughs> – I had I had to throw that in there, but but nonetheless, this is something that can happen. I mean, people, I see a lot of takes out there about this that oh, there's no way he's going to get traded, no possible way. I mean, how are you going to trade Deshaun Watson? Here's here's the deal. I believe it was Adam Abdallah I was talking to uh, on Twitter, and he was saying, well, if you're the Texans, you know, what, I'm I'm not answering the phone until someone offers me four first round picks. First of all, no one I don't think is going to give him four first round picks for him because he would also have to include in a second rounder and fourth rounder, some mid round picks somewhere. But here's the deal. First of all, Sean Watson is a no-trade clause, okay? So he can kind of pick and choose where he wants to go. And later on, all this reasons to why he should pick Chicago over some of the other teams like the Jets. Um, but secondly, the Texans may come into a situation where they have no choice but to trade him. You really think this guy, after what you've seen on Twitter, after all the reports you've heard from Adam Schefter, is going to show up to training camp and, and play next year? No possible shot. So if people aren't answering the phone when the Texans are saying, look, we want four first rounders, they're going to have no choice but to lower their offer because they're going to have to trade Deshaun Watson. They're not going to have a choice because that guy will not stand another second in Houston for any longer. 
So they're going to have to trade him. Chicago, I believe, is currently listed as the third highest odds to land him. Christopher Nano, it's a dream. And you tweeted, I believe it was yesterday, you can't get it out yep. of your head. You know, I, I for the can't. fans, not not only des- not only describe how wonderful it would be, but also where like it if the trade were happen tomorrow, you knew the trade were to happen tomorrow and you don't know which team you were to he were to go to, your confidence level that he would be going to the Bears. Oh man. Um well, let me start off by by just kind of hitting what what you talked about a little bit first. You said um, that you think you know there's no chance he stays with the Texans, and it's funny because I, I agree with you 100. percent But the first like couple of days the rumors started coming out, I was just thinking, I'm like, nah, there's no way, like this is not happening. He's just trying to put the pressure on on the front office to kind of you know get him what he wants, this and that. But you know, I. It, over the last week, like things, you know, rumors started heating up and, 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 you know, the, the talk started to become a little bit louder. And and now I'm with you. Like now I see no shot. He comes back. Um, it's sometimes like when, when, when the relationship gets fractured to the, to like this extent, um, I don't think you can really go back. Um, no. but I mean, my confidence level that he comes to the bears, I'm not going to lie. It's not too high. Um, just because, you know, you're, you're going to be in, you know, you're, you're competing with multiple teams for, for Deshaun Watson. Like there, I mean, I'd be shocked if right now there aren't teams on the phone, like every single day. I, I, I'm serious. Um, and I said this, uh, in a group chat with, on, on Twitter with, with some of my buddies, but like, I genuinely think Deshaun Watson could be on MJ level in Chicago. Like I truly wow. think he would be on that level. Yes, hundred wow. percent. I think, and and that and that's not to say that his greatness matches MJ's greatness or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's just you know how starved this city has been for a quarterback. Like the fans are dying for a quarterback like Deshaun Watson with that type of talent. Um, a guy who who you know he he comes into your team and and he instantly, um, in a way becomes the team. Like he has that type of, you know, that, that stuff comes with Deshaun Watson. He's a leader. Uh, he, you know, he, he's just, he's one of those guys you want to be the face of your franchise. And I, I, I mean like the city, I can't even think about, you know, what would happen in, in the city of Chicago if this, if this actually somehow <laughs> happened that Deshaun Watson ended up as a Chicago bear. And to Chris's point about, you know, there's teams already on the phone, and it would be hard. I mean, here's here's just some of the roadblocks that you know the Chicago Bears organization faces for making a Deshaun Watson trade happen. First and foremost is, you know, it sounds like the Miami Dolphins are the biggest suitor, and they want to make it happen the most. And when you have to go up against a package that includes Tua Tagovailoa and the number three overall pick in the upcoming draft. That's going to be tough to beat under any circumstances. Now, that's not even considering that the Bears have a head coach who many around the league seem to not respect. Um, and, and, you know, and, and on top of that, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So I guess that would depend on A, if Deshaun Watson would be able to m- communicate with Matt Nagy in the event of an imminent trade before deciding if he wanted to waive the no trade clause or not. And two, I mean, there really isn't a two. That's really it. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's the biggest thing to me because even if the in the event the Bears could put together a package 
of whatever. I mean, something that the Texans would be willing to accept uh, and that could beat other offers. Then does does Deshaun Watson say yes? And is he? I, I don't know how the NFL protocols are in that situation. What would be how that would go down? Like, but you would imagine Deshaun Watson would want to have a conversation with Matt Nagy, with the coaching staff, and say, "All right, you can't do." The stuff you did with Trubisky, uh, you can't do him dirty like that. You got to like I or or say I want control of the offense. I want to do what I want to do, and you got to decide stuff for me. Which I mean, would it be hard because Deshaun Watson is obviously on a superstar level, and Mitch Trubisky has been on a, at best an above average, slightly above average uh, level. So kind of two different stratospheres there. So I, I don't know how that would go down. Like it, it's just. Obviously, and to Chris's other point, yes, Deshaun Watson would have a cult following in the city. Like it would be the biggest, most impactful move uh, ever. It would be the United because we talked about in previous weeks. Like the Bears are the thing that unites the city. This is still first and foremost a Chicago Bears town, um, and a move like bringing Deshaun Watson in would greatly change how this city, how this city, and how this fan base feels about this team. Uh, I mean, it, it would flip things directly on their head. So. It would just be – it's just – I feel like to have them at third in the odds is just giving them a lot of credit given the situation. But I just I mean, want to say think, about that. Yeah, I, I, I did see that they were third uh, yesterday, but I think they updated the rank uh, the, the odds. Because um, I saw a list not before we, we just started recording, but uh, it was like 10 minutes before. They, were, they listed like the top – 10 odds and I didn't even see the bears on the list. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what exactly could have <laughs> changed so drastically in less than 24 hours that we didn't hear about. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought that was worth noting that I did not see the bears. double check for me if you guys get a chance, but, um, yeah, I, I did not see the bears. So I, I just thought that was interesting. So this was as of two days ago. So the, I, don't, I don't know what you saw. This is as of a day a, a day ago. So maybe this was the updated one. But this updated one has the Bears. It has Jets two to one, Dolphins three to one, Bears four to one, Broncos five to one, Colts eight to one, Patriots eight to one. So let's just look at the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Broncos, and, and maybe the Colts. Your biggest challenge there, I would I would imagine, is the Dolphins because. So think about it this way. I come on. You think Deshaun Watson's gonna, you know, go from one shit franchise to another? Yes, the the Jets are figuring things out with Robert Sala in that five year contract, and, and maybe things are looking up. But there's still a lot of unknowns in that organization, and it's also not. It's not a franchise that I think would adore him as much as Chicago. You, you think about it this way: if you're Deshaun Watson, if you want to think about it from a money standpoint, you come to Chicago probably you'd have the highest selling jersey in Chicago sports history. Aside and aside from Michael Jordan, the Deshaun Watson no jersey probably. would would be there's the no yeah. Problem. Yeah, there's no problem. So you're making money from that. You're you know, you're in the third biggest market in the country. You're in the most storied franchise. And guys, for some reason, you know, the amount of things we've heard since the 2017 draft about how salty Deshaun Watson was that the Bears didn't select him and rightfully so. I have this weird feeling that he wants to be in Chicago, and I can't describe it. Um, I don't. I don't know why I feel that way, but I had this feeling that he he always he always throughout the whole process in 2017 he he wanted to be in Chicago. He felt like that was the place he was going to go. It's the place he should have gone, and he got cheated out of that opportunity. 
Now he has a chance to come to the place where I think he wanted to be all along, and, and it makes too much sense. I mean, sure, the Dol- yeah, Miami's a great, fun place. I was at Hard Rock Stadium a few weeks ago. That's a great, you know, that's fun. Uh, they're not really, I don't know, the Broncos, the Colts. Like, if you're talking about pure destination, you know, and, and what's the best for the market standpoint and, and you know, being just – I'm I'm, I'm – trying to phrase this the right way but you know what i'm trying to say like being that superstar type player in that type of market like chicago is obviously the place for that but here's the thing too like obviously the roadblock that jake mentioned is well the coaching sucks the front office sucks you know why would he want to go to a place like that the what i said in the last podcast is exactly why that's not a problem deshaun watson's a guy who can come here and say i'm gonna curse here fuck you matt nagy i don't care what you say i don't care what you do this is my team now this is my franchise i'm taking it over and what you do doesn't matter i'm gonna i'm gonna you're gonna do things my way I'm here. I come to Chicago and I'm the leader. You're running the offense my way, and he's not going to be afraid to say that because he has the right to. He, he he's the experience that he's had in the league and what he's done in the league in his first few years has given him the ability and the right to do that. You know, Mitchell Trubisky was never able to do that because he just d- hasn't had the success in the league um, and the achievements and the accomplishments and the accolades to be able to say that to their head coach. Deshaun Watson can do that, so I think a guy like him is perfect to overcome that roadblock, if you, if you get what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And I don't know, uh, Kevin, you said you had a gut feeling that um, he wants to be in Chicago, and I just thought of something when you said that. Do you remember in the in the offseason when he um, – uh, that whole thing about how he said that yes. Pace never – or they never yes. interviewed him, they never talked to him. Like, that – like thinking back about that situation, like there was no talk about that leading up to him tweeting that. Like he kind of like that kind of mm-hmm. just got brought up out of nowhere. And like exactly. I and maybe I'm reaching here, but like I feel like that kind of maybe stems from something. You know what I mean? Like for him to just be thinking about that in in the middle of the week in exactly. the off season, it's like you know I I don't know. And you know. Th- I just want to clarify, no one on this podcast is saying Deshaun Watson's coming to the Bears. We're just trying to find angles. But, like, I, I don't think it's crazy that, that you say that. Like, because, I, honestly, I've kind of had a similar feeling, you know, these last couple weeks as well. And I don't know what it is. Um, but, you know, he, I just – you could see him, you know, coming in and, and just changing this franchise. And, and I, maybe it is just the, the hope, but – um, you know, I, it's funny you bring that up because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Jake, real quick, I, you know, the people know you work at WGN as a radio host. Mm-hmm. We need you to well, do some host, investigating. But... <laughs> or not a, sorry, producer. Producer, soon to be host in the future, let's hope, Jake. Um, sure, sure. But we need you to do some investigating because I believe the WGN weatherman or one of them was one of the weathermen that Deshaun Watson followed for no freaking reason. He followed two <laughs> Chicago weathermen and everyone, you know, wanted to, you know, come up with all these myths and theories as to why he's following weather. I mean, that is kind of random. Like, I don't have an explanation for that, but that is, it's very strange and it's very odd. But yeah, Jake, uh, let's, let's get on that. You know, talk to that weatherman. That's good. Maybe he knows something we don't. Uh, yeah, I'll try and figure out what's going on in those DMs. But um, <laughs> my, my, here's the thing with, I mean, you, talk to you talk about how the you know he would have the highest selling jersey and he'd be in the third biggest market and so on and so forth Deshaun Watson already has millions of dollars in, in money and he's already got a million yeah. millions of dollars in extension 
what is going to matter most to this guy winning, winning a championship, trying to get to like getting back to the playoffs, getting back in pursuit of a championship. I know the three of us have differing opinions on where this team is talent wise and what it's going to take to get them to be a playoff team again. I worry that with this coaching staff and, you know, some of the aging talent that they might not be as close to a playoff berth as just getting Deshaun Watson. Now, that being said, getting a superstar quarterback, of course, puts you in that conversation. Of course, of course, of course it does. But when you look at the Bears situation compared to, first and foremost, the Miami Dolphins, that's a team stocked with talent. That's a team that should have been in the playoffs because they were, what, 10-6? and And they played really, really well. Um, They're already there without him. So... Does he say, you know, if he has the choice between Miami and Chicago, does he say, okay, well, Miami's ready. They won 10 games last year with me. I think they could win 13, 14, whatever. I'm going to go there because I think they're ready to win a championship. I think they're closer than the Chicago Bears are. I don't know. That's a hypothetical, but I think uh-huh. it's something to consider and something that you might have to factor in. Also, and I'm going to brush over this. going to be very quick about this because, oh, again, we're dealing in speculation here, but – would certain people in the organization at the highest spot allow Deshaun Watson to join this team? Who knows? If you know, you know. We're going to move on. But yeah. also... It's, it's valid. It, it is valid. It, it really is. It's valid. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, we can't speak about it too much because we don't know. Um, you know, these are rumblings, but whatever. Um, also, on that list, because I don't think you should disregard the New England Patriots in that discussion either. If, you know, does Deshaun Watson like Bill Belichick? Does he not like him? Who knows? But most people, most quarterbacks in the league, I think, would probably say, all right, I got a chance to go work with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I'm probably going to take that opportunity. Again, that assumes that the Patriots have an attractive trade package and they can actually make things work and so on and so forth. I mean, that's the thing for me with this whole Watson scenario is that there's so much that we don't know. We know that Deshaun Watson is unhappy with the situation in Houston. And that's it. I mean, because that's really it. I mean, we have his tweets and, you know, so on, blah, blah, blah. But we really don't know anything. And so I want to dive further into the hypothetical side of this with the Bears, because I think that even if Watson does go somewhere else, there's going to be a trickle down effect. You know, it's going to impact other teams that maybe there creates an opening for the Bears to do something. Let's take Miami, for instance. Miami has Tua and they have that number three pick. Now. Do they offer both? Do they offer one? Do they, you know, in the event that Miami only offers the third pick and Houston accepts and Sean Watson ends up with Miami Dolphin and he's only 25 and now you have Tua here on the bench, how does he become, how available does he become? What would it cost to acquire Tua Tagovailoa? Right, right. And as we discussed in the group chat when we were talking about this a couple uh, days ago, the three of us have differing opinions on Tua as well, of his success, how good he's going to be, so on and so forth. But... Based on his rookie year, I think we can all agree that he is an attractive commodity, no? Yes. So yeah, now, for sure. Yeah. So now is there an opportunity there for Ryan Pace, who has made bold trades before and has made some gutsy moves? Does he call up the Miami Dolphins and say, okay, what's it going to take to get to a Tagovailoa here? Who knows? But that's just kind of my – that's the biggest one for me of there's going to be some sort of trickle-down effect with two Tagovailoa here. Or the number So, so you – I just want yeah. to say one thing real quick. I like my whole thought process is if he gets traded to the Dolphins, there's no way Tua doesn't come back. Like I, right. I, I, just, so, I and you're probably shocked. right. But I mean, we've seen right. weird things happen before. I mean, sure. if the if the Texans have their you know their backs against the wall in this trade situation, and 
you know, there's not a lot of offers coming in, you know, that get, that might give the Dolphins more leverage. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if the Dolphins are making a trade for Deshaun Watson, it, even if it does include Tua Tagovailoa, it would also include the number three overall pick. So even if Tua Tagovailoa did get traded to the Texans, they'd probably still take a guy at number three that they wanted. Like maybe they just said, you know, let's just start fresh. Let's get yeah. a Zach Wilson uh, and, and then, you know, we'll ship Tua again. And then he'll get shipped somewhere yeah. else. But so, so Jake, you essentially think that Miami is the biggest threat. And I Absolutely. think we can all I maybe mean, agree with that. I mean, yeah, they have, I mean, they yeah, have okay. most assets. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I so, mean, there was a report saying that he, he, um, that Watson wanted to play for Flores. No. Yeah. There was also that. Yeah. Was that recent? So, I mean, or was that, it was, it was in the beginning I think of it was all like a couple days ago. Really? I thought, I thought I, I, read I thought it, like it was a couple weeks ago. ago. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know. Time, yeah. time is not a real thing. Days are all the same. It, yeah, I am I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, quarantine has really kind of skewed my, sc- yeah. my view on time. But it, it's just weird because then, okay, so then you, all right, so the the Dolphins are the biggest threat. We've established that. The Dolphins are the biggest threat. I don't okay. feel threatened by Denver or Washington or even San Francisco or Philadelphia. No, none of those guys, are, none of those teams are threats. If you're the Dolphins, though, you do have to think about, okay, we are we we already went through the cycle of getting rid of Josh Rosen after one year because he wasn't all that great in the X amount of games he played. Are we ready to go through that cycle again with Tua? Like, is this a good form? Yes, you'd be getting Deshaun Watson back, but is this a good formula for winning? Just cycling through quarterbacks and 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 you know just getting rid of a guy after one year and these you know top well, assets so, that you well, use. A, a Deshaun like, Watson doesn't. A Deshaun Watson doesn't become available every year either. I mean that this is that, uncharted that's territory. Fair. It is uncharted yeah. territory, but it is you, you do have to wonder if that's something they're kind of thinking in the back of their minds. Like, yo, we, we just did this, man. We we just took a guy super high, and they took Tua, I think, higher than what where they took Josh Rosen. Are we really just gonna let a guy who I I still well, know, they didn't take Rosen. Ryan they traded just, for him. Um, yeah, um, because he was with the Cardinals. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm tripping, but um. You know, I yes, Tua got benched multiple times this year. Okay, we know that. It it doesn't mean that they don't see potential in him. Like I, it, it's just I don't know. It, yes, Deshaun Watson coming to your to the Dolphins to make them an immediate AFC champion, you know, contender. But there there is still something to be said about okay, this is the guy you drafted. This is the guy you groomed. This is the guy you're gonna roll with. He has a good connection with the head coach. All that stuff is real, and and I don't know what's going on in Miami, but there you do have to take into consideration that fact that that could be something holding them back from making that trade. And then you know you you say how close they are, you know they're not in a situation necessarily where they're just a quarterback away, and I don't, I don't know if they necessarily feel that way. So if they don't feel that they're just a quarterback yeah. away, oh now you give up the you know this is a team that can make the Super Bowl in, in a few years. That now you give up your third overall pick that you could have used on you know whatever position, and then oh shit you got to give up next year's you know whatever pick and then shit the year after that too Uh uh-oh you know maybe we weren't just a quarterback way we needed other pieces like maybe that's not in the best interest of their franchise and it's 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 so different from the bears situation because we know the bears are literally deshaun watson away like you can't state that you can't say that about the dolphins or not they're they're not just a quarterback away like i don't think you can you know sophistically say that but i uh can you really I say? I, I mean, can can you really say? Because the Dolphins just won ten games and the Bears won eight. I mean, it's like, and the Bears that would also, uh, you know, you'd have to re-sign Allen Robinson. You'd have to re-sign Cordo, which 
signing re-signing Allen Robinson would of, would of course be easier if you have Deshaun Watson in town. But you know, I mean, it's it, we can't say this and say that the Bears don't need guys as well. Arguably, the Bears need their first round picks more than the Dolphins need them right now because they got a longer way to go. You know, it and, and that's on your outlook. And, well, right, and that's the thing. That's the base, and that, and also like what I was talking about earlier. It's such a weird situation that's so much unknown that it's kind of just like we're not going to be able to judge this until it actually happens. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean yeah. that's a that's a great point. The only thing I the only thing I'm thinking with the with the whole Dolphins thing is, I know I'm reaching here, but like maybe they don't want to send him, you know, within the conference. You know, maybe they want to send him to the NFC. Yeah, and uh-huh. you know, I mean, but the problem is like with that no trade clause, it's like. I mean, if he if that's where he wants to go, I mean, what really can the Texans do other than keep an unhappy Watson? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. And that that that's that's what makes this so interesting. That's why this that's why I think the narrative and the rhetoric around this situation is so different. Like, this isn't just oh, yeah. we're gonna find the best suitor uh, who has the most assets. Because if that was the case, that we wouldn't be recording this podcast because we. No, yeah. the Bears wouldn't be able to match a trade even for what the Jets have. If the Jets really wanted it, or, or yeah, if the Jets wanted to trade that number two overall pick, like the Bears would have no competition in that. But that no trade clause is, is what pe- is what keeps people drawn into this because of what I said earlier. Like people have this feeling that he may want to come back to Chicago and kind of fulfill that you know quote unquote destiny maybe that he thinks <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's real, real, man. It's real. And and along with the optimism, like again. Yes, is it far fetched? And you guys mentioned this earlier. Like, yeah, let's let's maybe not get our hopes up. We are doing this podcast, but it is largely hypothetical. But another reason why we have our hopes so high is like this is a GM in Ryan Pace that's not afraid to do something like this. And I, I think we know that. Like he's not afraid to make those big time splash impulse impulse trades. Like, you know, okay, you want Nick Yeah, and well he's that Chris, that is the most important thing. Yeah. What what I tweeted, nobody gives a shit what Ryan Pace would have done the past six years if he gets Deshaun Watson. It's all erased. Yeah. Everything is erased. Mitch Trubisky yeah. um, trade, every single thing you do, you can salvage all of that just by getting Deshaun Watson. And I'm sure he knows that. He got. He has to know that, right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like a no-brainer from, like, his standpoint. Like, dude, you do this, and everybody that hates you will love you like like literally like and, and that's the thing like you know I know Pace you know he's a GM and you know he's gonna do what he feels is, is right you know and, and I feel like you know coaches and and, and GMs and guys like that kind of maybe care less about their their personal image within the fan base because they feel like they're doing what's right this and that um but man like if he cares about that aspect at all like he could literally just I mean, he would be considered a hero in Chicago, like seriously. And, and I know, and, and I know it's his fault technically that we don't have Watson, but at, it was always about finding a QB, finding the QB. And it, as long as he does that, then it's like, I mean, it took us a little bit longer, but as long as he gets it done, it's like, hey, man. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so here's my thing like, Pace's legacy would change completely obviously and there'd still be people who said well you should have done this in the first place you wouldn't give up picks blah 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 whatever shut up um yeah. it's deshaun watson be at happy. that point at that point it's like i mean 
true like it technically it's true but like do, i mean you have him now you know what i mean right like, yeah <laughs> try just move forward and focus on yeah. you know competing again uh but i also want to because we talked about them briefly i want to talk about the jets for one second because i honestly think that it, obviously getting Deshaun watson would be the most ideal situation for the chicago bears in the likely event that that doesn't happen and he goes somewhere else um, I honestly think the Jets would probably be most beneficial for the Bears because we already feel like Sam Darnold is expendable um, due to the Jets probably taking Justin Fields number two overall. Um, but they trade for Deshaun Watson. That completely makes Sam Darnold absolute to that team. He's still he's 24. He's got well, he's shown talent. You just got to use it. And the Jets have not had the talent to make him look like a good quarterback. You, you'd get them for peanuts. And, you know, again, we've just been talking about the Bears don't have a ton of assets compared to other teams. You could get Sam Darnold for uh, uh, whatchamacallit, a thing that shoots the footballs out for receivers and like a seventh round pick probably. It would not take a lot to get Sam Darnold in the event that Sean Watson went there. Um, and I think that would be most beneficial for the Bears. Sam Darnold comes here. And, you know, Matt Nagy has another new guy to work with. He's still very, very young. He's a year older than me. And, and and then you start working from there. And it wouldn't cost you a lot of your assets. It for sure would not cost you a first-round pick this year or next year or ever. So I think that would be most beneficial for the Bears. And then you could try and sell Allen Robinson on Sam Darnold's potential or whoever oh, you would. Or no one's getting sold on. Oh, please. Well, you could sell Alan him better Robinson's than Mitch's not, potential. Oh, come on. It'd no, be better than yeah, I don't you think you now. can. I don't think you can. You literally, when you when you mentioned, when you okay, described well, Sam Darnold in his situation. My point is, my point is that would be the blueprint for, they would at least, you know it would come up in negotiations. You know that would be a talking point. My point being that then you go from there. And I think, again, Deshaun Watson, if he ends up in New York, is probably most beneficial for the Bears going forward as opposed to re-signing Mitch and then signing Case Keenum or Ryan Fitzpatrick to be the next guy in the room. Yeah. I mean, Darnold. I was just going to ask you guys, like, where are we with Darnold? Like, wh- I'm it's so not torn Darnold on Darnold. Player. You guys don't understand. Like, you guys do not understand. I, I, I don't even know what I think about Darnold. So, like, I don't even know how to answer my own question, which is why I'm asking you guys. I'll, I'll tell you. So, first of all, don't even worry about what you think about Darnold. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you think Darnold's good or great or whoever. He's going to suck under Matt Nagy. I mean, him, like, this is this is the point that I need to keep hammering in because it's so important. When Jake described Sam Darnold, he said, oh, you know, got a little bit of talent, just, you know, wasn't used correctly. I don't know, maybe wasn't coached well. And you think you think Matt Nagy's going to fix that? Well, well so here's every, my thing. Every, every I, seven, I don't think he's going to fix things, but. Well, here, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to happen, but. If it's a who would you rather have Mitch or Sam? I'm I'm gonna go with Sam because it's so clear that Nagy is so out on Trubisky and he's not gonna put him in a position to succeed. So I'd rather roll the dice with him making a new system around Darnold, doing making plays to his strengths, so on and so forth. Because we already know we already know that Nagy isn't a fan of Mitch. We know Nagy's not willing to put confidence in him to make to trust him to execute plays. So I'd rather bring in someone else who's equally as young and equally has the potential to be really good and equally has shown equal flashes of talent, but with Nagy being like, okay, I'm going to give this kid a chance, actually. That, that's my reasoning there. 
If it was a normal, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, yeah. if, if Cliff Kingsbury was the coach, yeah, I'd probably rather have Mitch, but he's not, and that's the reality of the situation. We know, we know, Nagy's out on Mitch. We know he's not going to give him a chance to succeed. I, I'm not like I'm not sold that Darnold is that much better than Mitch, but honestly, you may have won me over in the Darnold versus Mitch debate just off that alone because that's a very good point. Like Kevin, like we we talk about like. We kind of are out on Nagy, so we know what he's going to do with Mitch if Mitch comes back. Kind of. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, Jesus Christ, man. I, I don't know. I right. well, we talked, throws we talked about like, it after Jesus the loss. Christ. We talked about yeah. it after the loss. Like, you know, we wish Mitch yeah. well and we think he could succeed somewhere else, but it's clearly not going to be here. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's that, not that, in his best true. interest. Right. Yeah, it's like, not. Definitely people are, people are going to listen to this thinking, well, what the hell, Kevin? I mean, you're such a Mitch guy. What are you doing talking about QB hypotheticals? And it, 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 I don't think he's going to be back here. And again, I don't want him to be back here. As one of the bigger Mitch supporters, I don't want him to be back here for his sake. But the point is about Sam Darnold, like you, we can talk, we can make a whole new podcast about is Sam Darnold good? Is Tua Tagovailoa good? Is, uh, you know, is Case Keenum going to fit? Is, is uh, whoever going to fit? All this, all that. You can throw in all the rookies. Well, it literally... Does not matter because I don't have any trust, and no one should have any trust in the fact that men one of those guys to succeed. So that's why I say, you know, people. I, I I think there are some fans who are advocating for a rebuild and a clean break, and I, you know, select the quarterback. Kind of, you know, let, let's let's restart and get back in the mix in three years. But there are a majority of fans who still see, okay, we're spending a lot of money on big time players. We're spending a lot of money on just uh, on. Sorry, I almost said Deshaun Watson. Hopefully, Hopefully Deshaun Watson. We're spending but... a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Akeem Hicks, Robert Quinn. We're paying all these guys this money. I'm sorry. A rebuild just isn't logical. It doesn't make any sense, okay? It, it, it's not going to happen, especially when Chris said, you know, Ryan Pace is desperate. Um, he needs to do something now, and now he needs to win the Super Bowl. He needs to get to the – he doesn't need to win the Super Bowl. He needs to at least just win a freaking playoff game. <laughs> the only way that can possibly happen is – is if you get a guy who can take over this franchise and literally make the head coach irrelevant. And I'm hammering that point in. And there's only two guys that can do that. Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford. I don't think anybody else has the ability to do that. But you look at two guys. The reason why I say those two guys, especially not only are they veterans who have showed success in the league, their situations are parallel to what the Bears situation would be. Head coach sucks. Front office is suspect. All that does is the matter puts the side, my talent's going to override all of that. So the Bears fans who are looking for a team that they can be successful in the near future, in the short term, and stop worrying about the long term, because I, I still think this is a you know championship robust mentality coming from the front office, those are the only two guys that are going to get you there. Sam Darnold isn't getting you anything more than Mitchell Trubisky. Case Keenum, uh, all of these guys that people are throwing out, isn't getting you anything more. See, I, I disagree on Darnold, and because, like, to my point, uh, I think they... I think they might because Nagy might be more willing to work with them. And that's, Your point that's is a role, valid. Okay. I mean, that's Maybe a role that dice Nagy's I'm willing, willing to, work, to work. work with. Yeah. I mean, that, that's Maybe a role that dice I'm willing to, work to take. work with him. But, okay. So, so okay. Man. And, you know, things didn't happen. Things didn't go well after that either. Like, I don't, I don't, just because it's a new point is correct. Jake makes a very good point when he says, Nagy and Mitch, and we know that, and you know, just kind of bring a new guy in, a breath of fresh air. 
would be useful, but we still have no reason to believe that Matt Nagy would put whoever it is, fill in the blank, Sam Darnold, maybe if that is, in good situations to win. I mean, we, we have no reason to believe that. We have no reason that he's going to play to his strengths. We have no reason uh, to believe that he's going to develop him and the players around him. We have no reason to believe that. So I'm not going to be willing to take my chances on a guy when you, you, you specifically said this is a guy that has talent but needs to be developed and needs to be utilized correctly. I have no confidence whatsoever that a guy like Matt Nagy can do that. And that's my biggest fear about selecting a rookie as well. That's why I say only Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford, two veterans, are the guys that can, you know, put that to the side and make that irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my whole outlook well, on this, on this I mean, whole QB and I mean, thing that's this true. season. And I mean, that's true, but if those two are the only guys – you're putting yourself at a disadvantage already because the likelihood of either of those happening at this moment in time, Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford coming to the Chicago Bears, doesn't look very likely. With the information that we have at our disposal right now, doesn't look like either of those things is, is very likely or even close to likely to happening. So that's why I say because like the reason the reason I say Sam Darnold isn't because I'm pining for Sam Darnold. I'm not super Wait, passionate about Sam example. Darnold. It will, it will also, it's just because it's more likely. It's just something that is more likely to happen than Deshaun Watson agreeing to come here or the Bears having a trade package that could get Deshaun Watson here or the Lions cutting Stafford. It's just, you got to go because then what, because what happens then in the, what happens in the event that, you know, Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford don't come here, then what do you do? You have to have a backup plan. So I'm just trying to look at it in the way of, (laughs) I, I, but again, it's the same thing. Does he agree to come here? Does he want to come here? It's, it's like, would he play for Nagy? It's like one of those things like you have to have these backup plans. Because even like if you're Dak Prescott, do you want to come here? You know, and then of course money talks. Yeah. And, you know, the the, yeah. the rest of the team, you know, Allen Robinson's fate would matter as well in that decision. In the Dak Prescott decision, of course, I'm talking about because he'd be more he's more in charge of his own future. But um, it's just one of those things. So I'm trying to look at other realistic options for what the bears could do in the event that Deshaun Watson goes to Miami and Matt Stafford goes to, let's say San Francisco and Dak Prescott goes to the Washington football team. I don't know. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's always nice to target the top three guys, but how often do you hit on those guys? How often do you actually seal the deal there? And so that that's why I'm trying to look at, okay, who's an option that, and that's why I say Sam Dart, who's an option that is available, that is young, and that has the potential to be the quarterback for the next five, six, seven years. You know, it's just one of those. It's not like I, I don't need Sam Darnold on this team or I'm not going to be a fan. I don't I don't have Sam Darnold posters in my room, but it's just one of those things where it's like, what's a likely scenario? And that's one of those. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are good points. Uh, I really like the fact that Kevin brought up Stafford, though, because like Man, I, I think that would be such a, like, I, I don't know about you guys. I've thought about Stafford on the Bears for years. Like, Matt Stafford since, would make Darnell Mooney a top 15 receiver yeah, in this league. 100%. 100%. Matt Stafford is one of those guys where I genuinely think, like, he would already have won a ring if it weren't for him being on the Lions. Like, I truly believe that. Oh, for sure. Truly believe that. I, I think and, he's and, so damn talented. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and it's funny because I always used to think, uh, you know, growing up, I thought Matthew Stafford was overrated. I really did. I thought I was like, dude, this guy just throws a lot of picks. 
but then you really sit and and you know you get older you, you think about this stuff like this guy has a cannon this guy is accurate you look at what the hell he's worked with you look at just the ambition or you know lack of ambition um by the lions and it's like he's literally suffered if you take this guy off the lines and put him on a decent team like shit you put matthew stafford on the niners right now and they keep their you know all their injured guys come back i i would pick the niners to win the super bowl next year like i i you know what i mean i i think he's that good um but the only problem is i i i don't know his contract situation exactly i last time i remember um if i'm remembering correctly he had an out after this year um and then that was that was it so here's the thing like the lions i do not see them tr- trading him to the bears that kind of would be right they, they would not trade him within the division yeah that that kind of just seems ridiculous so i think the only way he comes to the bears is if he signs as a free agent which i don't know how likely that is um but yeah that's why i've kind of like subconsciously just ruled matthew stafford out but i would love matthew stafford on the bears love, well i think i think stafford. people are thinking that the lions might just cut him and eat the money and they might just go full on into a rebuild yeah. i think i think that's yeah. been the rumor um and and to your point you know matt stafford for years has been a top five six quarterback in this league but people don't talk about him because he's on the lions and he's never done anything so which again isn't his own fault but he's i mean he's incredible Jake, that's the point, too. Like, we've talked so many times now, and again, you know, this is what all the Bears fans say is, uh, you know, we've said it time and time again, why would anyone want to come to Chicago? You know, what's so attractive about this situation? Guys, Chicago's freaking paradise. Like, I'm not just talking about the city. I'm talking about the organizational structure, their front office. Like, like, as an organization, it's paradise compared to Detroit. It's paradise compared to Houston. I mean, it, like— I don't think we have to be, especially in Matt Stafford's sense. I mean, Chris just got done saying, talking about the ineptitude of the Lions to even, you know, provide this guy with anything for so many years and and just give him his support and and all this and hiring Matt Patricia. Coming to Chicago, even with Matt Nagy in, in, in that front office and that coaching staff, it's paradise, man. It's it, it's you just bought a ticket to Hawaii or the Bahamas if he was sent to Chicago. So I don't I don't think we necessarily have to be worrying about that as much as we are. Um, about oh you know do they do does does he want to come here does Deshaun Watson want to come here like the Bears situation I, I I do think we maybe have blown the Bears situation a little bit out of proportion yes was the sky falling a week ago and rightfully so sure you know changes should have been made and they weren't made but at the same time you, you compare it and you look at the parallels between them and the Houston Texans or them and the Detroit Lions or them and the New York Jets or them and a lot of other organizations they're in a fine place. They're in a fine place compared to those teams, and I, and I don't think players are looking at it that looking at it that deep, man. They say, "Look, you know, oh crap, Khalil Mack on the other side of the ball. Oh crap, talent all over the board. Dave Montgomery's doing some things. Fifth and rushing. Darnell Mooney's a rising star. Oka Mets real nice. Jimmy Graham's a target for me in the red zone. Cool, let's do it. Let's send it, man. And I and I think that's that's probably what's going through the minds. Of, you know, Allen Robinson. You know, if, if I come, his stays, that's going through the minds of these guys, too. So um, I, I don't I just I don't think we have to be that worried about that. But do you have, do you have one spot to that, Jake? No, I was just going to say, and to my point about like, I, I just think 
in, in, in those instances, I think when you can get those guys in the room, like if you could get Dak Prescott or, uh, or in the event that Matt Stafford is released, you get them in the building and you talk to them and you can answer their questions. You know, if they say, okay, well, mm-hmm. how are you going to make a system for me better than you did for Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. And so on, like, how are you? And you say to Ryan Pace, can you get Allen Robinson back here and blah, blah, blah. Uh, as opposed to like Watson, where I don't, I, do you guys know if like, if he would be allowed to talk to the organization or like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I know. I know sometimes there's like a window, like with certain contracts, there's a window or something that they would be able to discuss or something. And then he could say, okay, yeah, let's do it. But I don't know if the, you know what I mean? So like, I, I just think in those instances with a free agent, it'd be easier yeah. to make that happen than as opposed to like Deshaun Watson trying to convince him without even talking to him to waive his no trade clause. Yeah. Usually, usually with trades, I don't think you can. Um, but I know this situation is a little bit different. So, and like the fact that, you know, he has that no trade clause, he gets to choose. I, I, like you said, I don't know. I don't know about that aspect, but usually I know, like I'm 99% sure you can't, but. Tampering. (laughs) (laughs) I will, to to be honest, like, I don't know. I mean, I, there's got to be some sort of rule, but like he's ta- he can talk to the players. Hey, Alan Robinson, you know, he's got his phone. Yeah. I'm shooting him a text, you know, <laughs> but you also, lay a message for me. You also, know, <laughs> are we sure Alan Robinson's going to have good things to say right now? So <laughs> that's fair. That's a little that's risky. Fair. It's a little dicey. Yeah, but that it, might yeah, do more harm than good. Yeah, that, that's text that's Tariq. Fair. But text Alan Tariq. Robinson, text Tariq. Tariq, uh, Tariq <laughs> would say good things, and or text Cordero. Cordero's already doing his oh, work yeah, recruiting. Yeah, uh, for Deshaun, we know we know that, but uh, Deshaun or Alan Robinson just liked a tweet about a few hours ago uh, that was you know they talked about Deshaun Watson and uh, Alan Robinson in the same tweet, and he liked it. So you know, there we go. And this is about uh, uh, real yeah. quick. He also liked two tweets about uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I would adore. I would. I would. I would love to see Allen Robinson with the Ravens. As much as I hate to say that, it'd be the perfect fit yeah. for him. But Dude, it, it's so it's, it's so, so f- hard to like, man. Like you want you know, your heart wants him to stay, but you know he's kind of yeah. crazy. You know, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. barring like exactly. they get Deshaun Watson or something. It's it's funny because you know we tweeted on Bears Nation podcast, uh, kind of a little meme there of. Uh, you know, Bears fans now uh, turning on the notifications for Deshaun Watson. And I swear to God now, every time he tweets, people are like, I spy, like looking at the photo, looking for uh, any di- possible hint or clue or subtle. Yeah, dissecting it, looking for, you know, oh, he, he posted a picture of himself inside a taxi. You know, where's the taxi? Where, you know, what's on his hat? What's on his clothing? Does Flight it say tracker. shy anywhere? Did, did Flight tracker, do the, do the words mean anything about Chicago? Is he quoting a song lyric about Chicago? All the, it is so, so funny to see. Um, and, and that's where if you're in Deshaun Watson's position, you're like, dude, I got these guys on, on a string here, man. I can play with them all freaking day, man. I can, man. I can tweet out all this little shit, you know, get 20,000 likes, make a little noise. It's so easy. <laughs> do you guys understand? Like, that's so true. And do you guys understand? Like, football is crazy as shit, man. Like, just look at this. It's insane, man. Like, it's amazing to me. But because, you know, I grew up, you know, we all grew up just loving football. But it's like, look at, like, just look at the impact, you know, a player like that has. It's so cool to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, this Deshaun Watson saga has just been, I mean, it's fun to watch. I mean, really, it is fun to watch and just see, see how it goes because it's objectively funny. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say it, it's optimism in a time of darkness, and I think that's what's True. so appealing about it. Is like all of a sudden, oh crap! There's there's an avenue for where we could be good. Like th- like that's really the reality of yeah. it. Yeah. And like following this situation is just it's a glimmer of hope for Bears fans, and I and I think that's why everyone's getting so worked up and riled up about it. And you look on Instagram, and every Bears Instagram page is posting about it. And obviously, people are tweeting about it. Heck, we made a podcast about it. Like these things are happening because it's that sliver of optimism that feels so rare in this moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that, yeah, the, that's the, the, the shining ray of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's just like, that's not even our fan base, man. Like Deshaun Watson, <laughs> yeah. he tweeted yesterday. Uh, he was talking about, he's like, uh, you know, the tweet about like, guys, you know, I really appreciate the gesture, but don't go protesting and, and oh, yeah, yeah. or whatever. I don't forgot what word to use, but, um, and uh, literally the first, tweet under it was him in a washington football team uniform and i'm just like dying like people are they're just not gonna stop like no matter what the tweet wasn't even like you know what i mean like kind of a serious tweet and all you see is just photoshop pictures and the replies just john watson gets the people going man um so with that in mind we decided to do our what's blank listening to segment and bring that back for this. Uh, and what's Deshaun Watson listening to this week uh, as he contemplates his future uh, with the Houston Texans and if it is somewhere else. Um, and so my selection for what is Deshaun Watson listening to, uh, I'm going with thanks for the memories by fall Out boy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And, I, and I think it explains itself. I don't really have much to expand upon here. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, honestly, for, I feel like there weren't even a lot of memories there. Like it, it just like hearing all this now made it seem like the whole tenure of him in Houston was like crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that, that's really what it feels like. But that's a good one. Thanks for the memories. All that's a good song too. Um, I'll go. It kind of is along the lines of that. I'll play it into the mic here. <laughs> We don't we don't play we don't play the the version that gets played on the radio here. Not forget you. We play the real version because that's how he feels, man. I mean, that is how how he feels. I mean, these are he said I, I turned it from a two to a ten. That's the tweet he came out. Like this dude is angry. He, he fuck you, Houston Texans. That that is what he's got on repeat for sure. All right, and then. Look, I, I added my own little bear spin to it just because uh, you, because because of what Kevin was talking about, you know, that glimmer of hope in a time of darkness. So I chose coming home. Deshaun Watson is thinking about coming <laughs> home to Chicago. It's not even his home, but he's coming home because this is where he, this is where he deserves to be. And mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson is going to come and, and, you know, bring happiness to Bears fans. He's coming home, man. And uh, that's perfect, but that's that. If you see, but see the fact that you chose that, man. Like that's what it feels like for some yeah. reason. Like it feels like yeah. a, a coming home thing because, like, he was supposed to be like this. Is the place he's supposed to be this is the place I think he wants to be. Like that's why I feel like when I was looking for songs, I was thinking the same thing. Like you know, yeah. homecoming by Kanye West or something like that. Like you know, something where it's like okay, he's finally at you know. He's finally fulfilling his destiny, finally at the place he, he should be, finally homes, which is why coming home you is know, so fitting. I haven't heard that song in a while. You know what else I think it could be? Like, I feel like it's 
Bears fans especially feel like this because it's we you know since 2018 we've kind of felt like we've been a QB away and we thought about like man like what if it's been Watson or what if it was Watson you know and now it's just like like the fact that you can actually you know it's possible that that uh, Deshaun Watson comes to the Bears is just insane like that's just like <laughs> that you don't get a chance to yeah. write your wrongs like that like it's just man yeah. I know we've kind of just said the same things over and over but this whole thing is just like please get Watson to Chicago. Yeah, that's basically the the underlying theme is just if you can make it happen, make it happen. Find a way. I'm I'm willing to be part of the trade package to Houston. <laughs> I'm willing to put my own name. Send Jake. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> you trading for a, a Deshaun Watson for Jake Hassan and a bag of potato chips? No, not not gonna happen. No, Ryan, Too of an Ryan, Nall, Ryan Nall can go. We're keeping Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Uh, <laughs> real, real fast, real fast before we get out of here. I, I, one one thing that people do worry about, obviously, and it, it is a fair worry, is like you know there are fans who don't want to give up the first round picks. Um, you know, it's likely going to be three, and then a third, and a fourth, and a second, twenty twenty two, whatever, whatever year. I, just my little spiel on that is for people who are worried about that, because I know people are. You shouldn't be. If you, think about it, if you go into the next three drafts saying you have a guaranteed top five quarterback in the league as your three first-round picks, you're taking that every single day of the week, especially because of what we know about Ryan Pace. The dude can't draft in the first round. People assume that each of, you know, even the best GM's first-round picks are going to turn out to be home runs. That's never the case. Maybe one of them will be a home run. History tells us that won't be the case. Let Pace do his work in the early, in the, in the later rounds, rather, and leave Deshaun Watson as your first-round picks. It's, it's, ideal scenario so for fans who are worried about that don't don't be don't be scared about that look in my opinion look i'm gonna just touch on that really quick you guys know how i feel about draft picks i'm probably i would say i'm probably the biggest believer in in draft picks would you guys agree with that between us three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like i would I, I, you know what whatever they ask for i'll throw them one more like screw it give me watson man give me deshaun watson you can have those yeah. picks. like seriously yeah, that's I mean, that's and this was the thing with the Khalil Mack trade, too. Like, at best, and you're hoping that one of those draft picks turns into Khalil Mack one day. You're hoping that a draft pick turns into a Deshaun Watson exactly. level type player, someone who could uh, give as much to the team and boost the team as much as Khalil Mack or Deshaun Watson. You'll always take the known over the unknown in that situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that, those are all good points. Um, so basically. Again, as as we wrap it up, basically, get Deshaun Watson here. Let's make it happen. If there's even a chance it could happen, Ryan Pace back against the wall, pull some out and just make it happen. Throw the Hail Mary, um, you know, because, I mean, who knows? Maybe Houston isn't getting the calls they want. And, you know, I, I hope and I want to believe that Ryan Pace is at least on the phone making the calls. So I'm just going to keep that image in my head and hope that's true. But, um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, we're all Bears fans hoping for the same thing, hoping to get that wrong from 2017 corrected and made a right. So, uh, I mean, obviously it's something we will continue monitoring. Uh, as for us, again, new season has officially started now. Um, so we will continue doing episodes either when stuff happens or 
um, you know, when we have these little hypotheticals that pop up and we want to dissect them a little bit more. So, as always, thank you to the fans for listening. Get Deshaun Watson to Chicago and Bear Down. Bear Down. Well, come on.